0: morning again <laughs> so for those of you that don't know my name is Vicky um, and I think he's already said I'm married to Will I have worked out I've, oh thank you um I've been coming to this church for 19 years this August so it's my 19th happy birthday Junction 10 I'm wondering do you get a present at 20 <laughs> oh Kevin shook his head there maybe 25 um and I also have the privilege of being part of the staff team as I work part time for the church. Now, if you've been with us over the last few weeks, you'll know we've been exploring this question who is Jesus? And we've already heard from Gemma, I almost don't need to preach now, do I? How she would answer the question, who is Jesus? But we thought the best way to answer it would be to go to the Bible and have a look at who Jesus said he was. Now, the Bible is split up into the Old and New Testament. And in the New Testament, we find four books which are known as the Gospels. And one of those Gospels is the book of John. Now, if you don't know who John was, he was one of Jesus' disciples And after Jesus died, John recorded all that Jesus said and did while he was on earth. And in John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus is talking to a woman named Martha. And he says this extraordinary statement. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. And so we're just going to spend a few moments now thinking about this statement together. But before we start, I'm just going to pray for us, if that's okay, before we dig in. So let's just pray. Father, thank you that you are here this morning, that you are in this place, and that you are with us. Father, thank you that you gave us your word, the Bible so that we can learn more about you and that we can grow our relationship with you. Thank you, Father. But Lord, you know, you know each of us inside out, you know all the worries and concerns and thoughts going through our minds right now. So I just pray, Lord, that you will take those distractions away for the next few moments that we will be able to focus in on you and that each of us will learn more about you this morning but get closer to you, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear the statement, I am the resurrection and the life it first of all makes me think of funerals. Have you ever been at a funeral service or a burial or cremation and heard the pastor say these words, I am the resurrection and the life? They are very powerful words. And at a funeral, they can bring us great comfort because If we believe in Jesus, then this is his promise to us. That through our faith in him, death is not the end. And he promises us life beyond the grave. So for me, and hopefully for you, resurrection changes everything. You see... When death is no longer the end of the story, there is nothing to fear. And when there is nothing to fear, then life takes on new meaning. And I think when Jesus said these words, he was breaking all the rules of our assumptions. I think he was breaking all of Martha's assumptions about death and resurrection And I don't think he was just talking about heaven. I think he was talking about how we can experience life right now. So let's turn to the passage in the Bible. We're going to read it together. The words will be on the screen so you can follow it through as I read it. Or if you've got your own Bible or device, you can use that. Just to give you a bit of context, some of Jesus' very close friends were a family of two sisters and a brother. And the sisters are called Mary and Martha, and their brother is called Lazarus. And sadly, Lazarus has been very ill. And at this point in the story, he's passed away. And Martha, in particular, is really disappointed because she called for Jesus to come and to heal her brother, and she knows that Jesus can heal because she's seen him do it many times, but he didn't come in time, and so now her brother is in, is dead. So this is John chapter eleven, starting at verse seventeen. So when Jesus came, he found he had already been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went out and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now, Martha said to Jesus, "'Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died.' But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is come into the world. As I read Martha's words, Lord, if you had been here, I can really relate to Martha. And I wonder if you ever say, If only. Maybe we say it to ourselves, if only I'd done this, if only I'd done that. Do you ever rerun events in your mind? I'm particularly good at this. And mine often runs, ah, if I'd thought about that, if only I'd done that, or if only I hadn't said that. Martha's if only is to Jesus, if only you had been here. And you know what? Jesus doesn't respond to her with a nice platitude. Well, never mind, Martha, I'm here now. First of all, he tells her that her brother will rise again. And then he gives her these amazing words. I am the resurrection and the life. So for just one moment, if we try and step into Martha's shoes, we'll know she is desperately sad. She's heartbroken. She's shocked by the loss of her brother. She had really hoped and believed that Jesus would come and that he would heal him because she's seen that so many times before. But she's left disappointed because Jesus didn't come. And I think in her, if only, she's lost her hope. And then Jesus tells her something that she thinks she already understands, that her brother will rise again on the last day. But to be honest, that doesn't really deal with her heartbreak and her disappointment in this moment. But then everything shifts and changes again. And it must have felt like Jesus was messing with her head because he turns everything that Martha thought she knew, upside down, over its head and round again, when he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Jesus, right back there in that moment, gives the hope right back to Martha, but not only to Martha, to us as well today, because he tells her death is not The end of our story. Resurrection life is in him. And you know what? That can be lived right now because he, and only he, is our future hope. It is so easy to read through the words of scripture and not fully grasp how awesome and life transforming these words are. And the amazing, brilliant, wonderful news is they are not just words for Martha. They are words for me and they are words for you. I wonder if knowing that Jesus is the resurrection and the life changes everything for Martha. Does it change everything for us? Does it change who we are, what we do, and how we live? And I wonder what kind of life you are living right now. Let's face it, we are living in some pretty challenging times. But are we living lives that are filled with fear or a scarcity mentality I was really personally challenged as I read these words. Do I live a life that says, I believe the truth of this statement? If death is not the end of my story, then surely I have nothing to fear. And my daily life should reflect this. Now, you're going to be really glad to hear that the story doesn't end here. And that right at the end of the story, in verse 43, we read, When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. And as I read these words, I just had this beautiful picture in my head of Lazarus appearing with all his strips of linen. And then Jesus says, take off the grave clothes. Literally, his clothes of death. He commands him to be unbound. Let him go. But I also hear him saying those same words to me and to you. Calling your name. He calls each one of us. Telling you this morning, you are free. And commanding you to be unbound all those fears all those anxieties that literally hold us and paralyze us Jesus tells them go he sets us free I don't know what situation you're in and I don't know what your life looks like right now but I do know life isn't easy that each one of us at any given point will be working through the latest challenge that has come our way. And I do know that we can look at what the world has to offer, and the world does offer good things things like you could have a better job, or a wonderful family, or your next qualification, or your next holiday, a new diet, achievement, success, good things. But none of these things will ultimately give you life and peace. There are some very wise words in a book in the Bible in the Old Testament called Ecclesiastes where it says, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. However, what Jesus is offering us here is life. In just the chapter before, in John 10, verse 10, uh, Jesus tells... I'm smiling because this is what Alison read this morning. God is so good, the way he weaves all these things together. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, please tell me this morning, who doesn't want that? Jesus does not want us to live without hope. He went to the cross for each one of us so that we could be free and so that death no longer has the final word. So this morning, Jesus tells each one of us, I am the resurrection and the life. For some of you, that might be the first time you've ever heard those words. And this morning, you might need to take the step to say, I want to believe that Jesus. I want to accept what you are offering me. For others, you might have heard these words many times and you might have made that decision to accept and believe them. But I think perhaps this is still a head knowledge for you. And this morning, it needs to become a heart knowledge. I believe that God wants us to believe this and know this in our hearts. So this morning might be about fully opening up our hearts to him. And finally, some of you know this truth, but you're not living resurrection lives. Fear is robbing you of the truth. And so this morning, I would challenge you. Bring everything, everything that is difficult, everything that is hard, everything that fills you with fear, and offer that to Jesus. Bring it into his resurrection light and choose to begin again, to accept the gift of life he so freely gives. And I don't say that that it's easy to do. I know like the next person fear comes on me in the same way it does you but we have to keep offering it to him and put it bringing it into the light. Now you probably noticed earlier at the end of the passage that Jesus said to Martha, do you believe this? And I think Jesus asks us the same question this morning. Do you believe this? Will our response be just like Martha's? You know, Martha is actually a relatively small character in the Bible, but she's got a really big faith. And she responds with the words, Yes, Lord, I believe you are the Son, sorry, you are the Christ, the Son of God before we sing together, I'm just going to ask everybody if they would stand, if you're able. And I'm going to read these words of Jesus again. So if you feel comfortable, just ask you to close your eyes. Maybe open your hands out receive from God maybe for some of you even you need to place a hand over your heart because you know that God needs to do a bit of work there so it says Jesus said to her and he says to you I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Father, thank you for your promise to us. Thank you for revealing who you are through your word. Thank you that you are the person that brings us hope, Lord. And you bring hope to our darkest places. Help us, Lord, as we offer everything that frightens us. Everything that fills us with fear. Every worry and concern, help us to offer that to you. Thank you that you take that load from us, Lord, so that we can walk in your light. Help us to be brave, Father. Help us to live in your resurrection light. I want to remind you this morning you know already we've got people here myself included who'd love to pray with you if you've made a decision in your heart this morning if you have chosen jesus then don't leave before praying with someone if you've come in with any kind of burden this morning and you might have thought before oh, i need to pray and then you didn't quite do it well you've got another opportunity if you're unwell if you need healing If you're anxious, whatever it is, then we would consider it an honour to pray with you. So don't go home. Don't miss that opportunity if you need prayer this morning. Just come to this small circle at the side as we sing the last song. Thank you.